Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and this week, to recap week four of Joey's season, I have a Bachelor Nation icon who you would know from season 13 of The Bachelor, Molly Mesnick. How are you? Oh my gosh, an icon? I don't know about that, Sarah. <laughs> okay, obviously, not only, like, Molly and Jason, like, you guys are iconic for so many reasons, including the fact that you're still together and very normal and happy. But that season, I rewatched it, like, two years ago when they put it on Netflix, and it brought me so yeah. much joy. <laughs> God, it's so, so much joy. Like anyone who's in life these days and they're like, oh, I haven't seen your season. I want to go watch it. I'm like, no, please don't. Just like know me for me now, not me then. But the fashion, the eyebrows, the, the, the oh, outfits the you guys wore. Jason's favorite is like the hair poof. It was like the, the decade of the hair or the year of the hair poof. It's so bad. It's so oh, bad. It's, it's such a time capsule. Um, but I reached out to you because I saw on social that you decided to watch Joey's season after kind of not watching The Bachelor in a moment and you met him at the Golden Wedding. So I have to just start by like, tell me about meeting Joey at the Golden Wedding. Yeah. So we, I haven't watched the show. Honestly, I was trying to think about this the other day. I think the last season I watched was Colton's. So it has been a while. I just, I don't know. And people are like, why don't you watch? It's not like I hate the show. I just, we're busy. We've got kids. Like it's two hours every week. Like I, I typically don't have time for that. But when we went to the Golden Wedding, we met Joey. I mean, this is how little I knew about him because I didn't see his season of The Bachelorette. Like someone had to tell me what his name was before walking up to him. That's amazing. So I felt that. But he is lovely. He is so wonderful. Jason actually golfed with him. They were golf partners that day. And he just said he's the coolest guy. He's so friendly, so nice. He's as like warm and genuine as he comes across in the show. Like I loved everything about him. And he was like, you have to watch. He's like, this is a great season. The girls are amazing. Please watch. So because he told me to, I'm doing it. (laughs) Oh my God. I love to hear that. And I feel like there's a few reasons I've been liking this season. And a lot of it comes back to Joey. And I I think sometimes the past leads, it's not even their fault. They maybe didn't show their personalities quite as much, not to not give him credit, but I think they're editing it great. But I also do believe, because you're not the first person who told me this, I think Joey's just one of the good ones. I think they got it right this time. You're you're so right. Like watching, it's, it's only been what, four episodes? And I'm like, oh my gosh, he is a fantastic bachelor. And I think it's because 
Jason and I were talking about this because he's a tennis instructor. Okay. Mm. Like think about your personal trainer or any instructor you have. They essentially become therapists, right? Like any workout session I've ever been in with a trainer, like you just word vomit. And so they're very good listeners. Mm. And I think that's his best quality. He sits there and he genuinely hears what these girls are saying to him. And he asks follow-up questions, which make you understand like, yes, he's retaining what they're saying and he's asking good questions back. It's amazing. It really is. And it shouldn't be that complicated, but it's something we lack in our bachelors a lot. And it's, I'm not even trying to be shady. I think it's just overwhelming for them. I think they maybe have a one track mind. I think maybe, you know, there's a lot of elements at play. Um, But I really do believe Joey is doing that perfect balance of making them feel seen, but not giving too much validation, because then we're going to get in too much trouble where they all think they're going to win. And that's a very, very fine line. Yep, totally. No, he's, I think he's doing a fantastic, this is like the best comeback season for me to watch. He's, he's just so good. He's so good. I think so too. Did you watch, you didn't dabble in the Golden Bachelor, did you? No, that's the other Um, thing. Like I go to this wedding and I'm like, I don't know any of these people. Poor Trista. Okay. I know everything. She had to, the entire weekend, she had to, I had to, I would like stand next to her and be like, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Like she had to tell me who everybody was. Oh my God. Well, if you ever, it's the best part about the Golden Bachelor is they were only an hour. So if you're ever, um, not that you have free time, but if you ever did want to dive into something, it's much quicker to watch because they were only an hour and there was only like 10 episodes. So it went, it went fast. Yeah, that's game changer. It's yeah. a game changer. I, I did see that they announced Golden Bachelorette. So maybe mm-hmm. I will give that a go. Maybe I'll yes. give that a try. Um, before we dive into the specifics of this episode, overall, watching it for the first time in a couple of years, did it feel like the exact same show? Because there's certain certain yeah. things that have never changed. <laughs> No, I I was expecting it to be a little different. And then after like literally two episodes, I'm like, okay, well, this is the exact same show. (laughs) Exact same show. Same same drama, same all of it. (laughs) It's kind of crazy. This feels like a back to basic season for a lot of reasons, including the drama that literally doesn't even make sense, which we'll dive into. But the difference is having someone to root for. And I think they're doing a decent job of showing us the the women, obviously maybe like Sydney and Maria, it's kind of confusing, but the other women, I feel like I I have a good grasp on who people are. And when they get sent home, I actually know their names. And in the last couple of years, I've been like, they're not showing us anyone or anything. And I don't know what they're filling these episodes with, but I don't know anything and I don't root for anyone. So I think they're editing it well. Um, But overall, the drama part has been has been tough to follow. I feel like we should just jump into the Sydney and Maria because I I have no idea what's going on. I don't even really understand it. Like, I feel like Sydney is getting upset and and I kind of just want to shake her and be like, girl, what are you upset about? Like, I don't understand why you're turning this into such a thing. And I don't doubt that she's watching these episodes and cringing and just like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, what was I doing? What was I thinking? And I want to you know, give her the benefit of the doubt that like, she just got wrapped up in the environment and like the situation itself. And I'm sure at Women Tell All, she is going to come back and be like, I acted like an idiot. I mean, I hope that's what she does. I hope so too. Or I hope they uncover some footage that we didn't see because from a viewer perspective, like obviously you have to remember editing, you have to think what didn't we see. But when it's also, we have to go based on what they're showing us to some degree and what they showed us was a fight about nothing in which Maria maybe was, you know, talking a little bit 
too loudly about thinking that, you know, Medina doesn't need to worry about being old, whatever. Not that 31 is old by any means, because she's not old and none of them are old. They're all very young. Um, Basically a misunderstanding that has then turned into these accusations where, as Maria said, the camera's rolling and we're not seeing these alleged statements be made. So what are we supposed to do as the audience? I know. I almost wish last night they like broke the fourth wall. And the minute, you know, Maria was like, I did not say like, shut the F up or whatever she said. Like flash back to it. Show us. We want to see. That's what they would do on Bravo. That's what they would do on Bravo. (laughs) Oh, I wanted that so bad. Which makes me think, does it not exist? I don't, I don't know. Does it not exist or are they just not doing that? Who knows? But like, I get, I get the Maria thing and I understand how she could be a, li- a little bit polarizing and, mm-hmm. and found someone that doesn't like her because she's a strong personality and strong personalities on the show always tend to have a difficult time getting mm-hmm. along with the rest of the women. So I get it. But Maria's kind of handling it great. She's kind of just like, I didn't do anything. I just want everyone to have a good time. She's supporting other women when they like go on dates and stuff, which I think is so cool to see, you know, yeah. versus getting jealous and bitchy and kind of the way Sydney's acting. I know. I even like their their body language and their vibe on the two-on-one date, which is so awkward. And I, something that this show does well, it is good TV, but it, it's one of the most uncomfortable things to watch every time. And her coming into it kind of like joking around, being like, how could you be sad on vacation? Like trying to, you know, not talk about Sydney and her conversations with Joey. She's playing it very well. And Sydney's doing the opposite and making these unfounded claims based on what we know and kind of dwelling on it and has kind of closed off body language. I just, I don't know who's coaching who, but she's not playing it well where it's even fun to root for her or for Joey can't break through. He, she won't talk about anything else. I think Sydney dug her own grave. I mean, you know, from watching the show for however many decades this show has been on, anyone who uses their one-on-one time with the lead to talk about someone else in the house, it is never going to work in your favor. Ever, ever, ever. You look like a whiner, you look like a complainer, and you look like you're meddling, you know? So like, I don't, she, that was her biggest mistake. I think so too. And I think the one thing I will say about Sydney is a lot, some of the girls were surprised when the luggage guy came and he took her luggage. So it wasn't like a, oh, ding dong, the wicked witch is gone, like celebration. It was kind of split. So there, as always, is probably more that we don't know going on between these women. Um, But I was a little surprised that there was a few women like pretty upset that she was the one who got the boot. We don't know, you know, what's going to happen with Maria in part two. But that kind of was the only thing that gave me like, okay, a little pause of maybe, maybe there's more to Maria that we aren't seeing. Because right now she definitely does seem polarizing. I think that's a good word. Like she's headstrong and she's confident, which can be difficult to navigate on The Bachelor. It's not a bad thing, but they can, it can be painted a certain way. Yeah. I mean, I had the same reaction too when I saw the girls, some of the girls in the house being upset that Sydney was leaving. And I'm like, oh, well, she's loved by the girls in the house. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely something we're not seeing, but maybe it's also a product of editing because maybe Maria goes really far. And so they don't want to give her a really bad edit. So true. I don't know. She's quickly becoming the star. They, I, I, I know Bachelor Data on Instagram, she does great analysis with screen time. And I got to check because I feel like besides Joey, Maria's got to be winning in the screen time debate over the first four yeah, episodes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Which can be good or bad. Um, 
I also it was think fun two on one date though. Like that was one of the best two on one dates I've watched because you're just like they're you know Sydney acting super sour and Maria trying to make the best of it. It was like oh my gosh, this is so fun to watch the two of them interact. I totally agree, and I think that the two on one date is something that since they've been doing it for so long, there's like expectations to it and there's hype, and sometimes it does disappoint. And I saw a lot of people comparing it to when Ashley I, who is Sydney's friend in real life, and her and Jared actually helped her get on the show. Um, when Ashley, what? yeah, yes, they helped. She stayed all this together in Rhode Island. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Okay. Now I, I want to reach out to Ashley and get <laughs> I know. I'm sure. I'm sure Ashley knows the real story. She wouldn't tell me when we were speaking on front of cameras, but maybe, you know, behind the scenes, she'll tell you what Sydney told her. Um, about what really went down. But yes, they are friends with her um, and have obviously said nice things about her. And I'm sure she's, you know, a great girl. They all are. It's just the way the cookie crumbles. But um, people were saying it reminded them. And my favorite two-on-one in Bachelor history is when Ashley I on Crystal season and Kelsey Poe, where is she now, were left in the Badlands by Crystal. Like that was just peak TV. Yes. Um, okay. Well, to go back a little bit, um, one of the things I also think is we were gushing about Joey. I really do think they did a great job in all of the episodes, but in this one specifically of showing Joey's personality from like joking about the puns of like going to the Alta and Malta and then like making fun of himself to like the Game of Thrones spoiler. I was just like, if they did this with other bachelors, even though sometimes it's like, oh, that's like, if sometimes it can come off cringy. For me, it just felt like he was so charming. He had a personality and it made me really root for him. Like those little moments matter. And I feel like, I know you haven't watched the last couple of seasons, but they kind of have taken that away from people and made them like not have the personality. And this was like, oh my God, how could you not be rooting for this guy? Like they were such cute little moments. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of when I started to stop watching, when I stopped watching the show at that point. The, the lead, the bachelor, wasn't even the main character of the show. They were making the girls the main character. Mm-hmm. And so I agree. I think they're showing a lot more of who Joey is. And, and I saw it last night when they were on the group date and they were going to play that, like, sausage game. And he, he like, flipped the script and was like, ah, screw it. I'm going to play with you guys. You know, and I'm sure that was not part of the plan at all. And he was yeah. just, they were allowing him to be himself, which I agree. It, it just makes him more charming. And it's so much more fun to see see who he actually is versus just like this figure that everyone's fighting for. Yeah, it definitely makes all the difference. I really, I really think so. And I think the last couple of bachelors, Zach and Clayton, they were perfectly fine. They definitely, you know, had some flubs at the end, which were fun to watch as a viewer, but it also was harder to feel like sympathy for them when they were, you know, making your, your bachelor mistakes because we didn't really know them at all. And I know Matt James talked about that. He's like, he, we watch him on Dancing with the Stars. He had this like goofy, hilarious personality and on the show, it just made it, it just made it seem like he said, like, thank you for sharing and like, didn't even like care. And it's like, why, why would they ever strip that away? Like, this is, this is good TV. Yeah. Well, hopefully they're, uh, all those producers are learning a lesson from how great this season is turning out and they just keep going with that. <laughs> yes. Let's go with that. Let's lean into that. Um, that part of the group date made me laugh. It reminded me of that scene in Clueless when, um, she's like, my doctor says I can't have do activities yeah. or balls fly around. Balls my nose. <laughs> 
that that sausage game I was like laughing out loud almost in tears that was amazing and very like, funny girls were playing along with it and not getting all like huffy and mad about it which is always the best too like I, I it drives me crazy on group dates when girls will be like oh I don't like doing this and so then they're sour the whole time it's like mm-hmm. just go with it even if it's something you hate just go with it you gotta go with it you gotta go with it um and autumn we saw like when I guess the sausage contest <laughs> she got like five extra seconds with Joey at least it's what it seemed um which like good for you girl I I don't I don't know if I had known autumn before this episode um but she kind of had that group date itch so it was nice that she got a little bit of attention um but Kelsey T ends up getting the group date rose over her um over yeah. an upset autumn and Jess who kind of pulled the I'm falling for you pretty early um for someone who hasn't gotten the one on one I don't remember who Jess is this is this is the problem with like episode four like some no, girls I know. I know some girls I don't Jess has the accent um and on the first episode was the one who like kissed him and told everyone oh okay. and then okay. on this episode she kind of is gives him the like I'm falling for you this is getting serious at kind of thing and it, it feels like just a play for the one-on-one or like She's trying to yeah. really put herself back in because it's like, girl, I don't know if I don't know if we're at falling for you territory for you well, quite let yet. Let me tell you something. As the, as someone who ended up with The Bachelor, like you do not fall in love on that show. You don't. So anytime someone says I'm falling for you or I am am in love with you, they are just jaded and drinking the Kool Aid. When do you fall in love? Way later. After, after, <laughs> after. Like when you're in the real world and actually get to know the person and aren't spending like 60 seconds at a time with them. Like there's no way you can fall in love on that show. No way. There's no way. Although I will argue, Daisy and Joey, naming their hypothetical oh twins. She's my favorite. She is my favorite. She is seems so sweet, so real, so genuine. I mean, if she doesn't go all the way, she's the next bachelorette. She's got to be. I know. I'm really rooting for Coco and Ocean, the twins to be born because that I mean, the two of them every I've I've said it every time I've spoken on this podcast, but like he looks at her like she is the star and she gives like bachelorette and like they have you know, I don't know if I've had any serious conversations about like real things beside, but it was damn cute to watch them name their hypothetical kids. I know. I think what I enjoy about her is that when she's talking to him, she doesn't seem nervous. She seems really, really comfortable. And mm-hmm. so it, they just feel like they have this really natural chemistry, you know, yeah. like some of the girls, you can tell they're nervous or they're kind of saying what they think they he wants to hear. Yeah. She's just so chill, which just makes her perfect. I agree. I totally agree. They have a very, it's like, it feels like you're watching a different show with the two of them a little bit, almost like yep. they're in their own world, um, which is usually a good sign. And they're editing. She's been in every episode, like just enough where we're like, we're getting yep. a little bit of Daisy. So like, they don't want us to forget about her. Um, I, but I, I mean, it's been how many seasons and I fall for this show half the time. I'm I wrong. Know, but I, I feel like they're giving us the breadcrumbs for Daisy. I really feel it. I don't know. I haven't spoken to anyone who doesn't like her. Like she is just, she's a doll. Yeah. Um, it's also a cute moment when Joey, um, puts his glasses on cause Rachel is wearing glasses. He's just like, he kills all of these, these little moments and the bigger moments too. Like in the first one-on-one date with Lexi, we see her, um, you know, get emotional about having endometriosis and opening up about whether she can have kids or not. 
and how her ex broke up with her over it. And Joey, he says the right thing, man. I don't, I don't know. That was a great, great answer. The doesn't scare me. There's more than one way to have a family. You're, there's nothing wrong with you. Like he hit all the points and I bought it. It didn't feel like he was reading from a script. There was something nope. about him. Nope. It's that, it's that tennis coach therapist <laughs> in him. He knows, he knows how to talk to women. <laughs> he does. Oh my God. And I do I wonder feel if- with Lexi, like they they had a great date or whatever. I didn't see the chemistry between the two of them. It, it yeah. felt a little forced, maybe even on her part, you know, like mm. he's so sweet. I think he's going to get along with absolutely everyone, but I don't see those two together. I predicted like this first episode out of for literally no reason that Lexi was going to like be the one to leave and he was going to have a breakdown over it because they're kind of implying oh. that he's going to have a moment where yep. his biggest fear is one of the women like not reciprocating the feelings. And she, I can just tell the way he looks at her, he's definitely like attracted to her. And he's like, in, in like, in definitely like wants to keep her around. But I could see her being like, yeah, like, I think I'm done. Like, I'm, this has been a fun experiment, but I'm out. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's kind of the vibe. But that was, that was a great conversation. She seems really sweet. Um, yeah. Some people on social were upset by the fact that they had a the priest kind of talk about how children complete a marriage and then have her go into the fact that she might not have kids, not be able to have kids in the traditional way. But she seemed like cool with the priest. Like she didn't seem offended or like anything, whatever. Yeah, but there I'm was people sure talking was about that. Maybe something they discussed with the two of them prior to doing it. Like, would you be comfortable if we brought a priest in? But I, right. I get putting it on TV. There's, and it's actually surprising from The Bachelor because there's so much they shield from everyone as far as, you know, like diversity and religion and whatnot. Like, for example, Jason's Jewish. And for our wedding, they wouldn't let us do anything that like was really? religious or anything. Like, we are not showing any of that on TV. So, I mean, obviously times have changed and they're yeah. getting a little bit better about things. But it, yeah, it is surprising they allowed that conversation to air. Huh. That is really interesting. Maybe because I guess they could like package it as part of the experience of being at that church, which was like about yeah. the art, but also about religion. Like it was more about the the tourism of Malta versus the right. actual religion. Right. right. <laughs> oh my God. Did you guys have your wedding on TV? You did, right? We did. In the we rain. Did. Almost exactly 14 years ago. Wow. And it was, I remember the rain. The rain. And it was, rained like crazy. it rained like crazy. When you were at the Golden Bachelor wedding, were you getting PTSD is a strong word, but like, were you, it, did it feel like the same vibe, like with the cameras and then the commercial um, breaks? <laughs> well, yeah, we didn't have any commercial breaks during our ceremony. So okay. that was a little different. Ours, ours truly felt like a wedding. Like okay. it was press record and you just go. We didn't have to redo anything. Like at the Golden Bachelor wedding, they had to walk down the aisle twice. Yeah. Um, yikes. And that was one of the things that we had said when we did our contract, like, you guys can't interrupt us. This is our wedding. It's got to play out how it's going to play out. And and they respected yeah. that. This one felt a little different. The weddings are a little different these days. Like it was, I'd say 75% bachelor people, 25% their actual people. And it wasn't that way for us. Ours was like 90% our family and friends. So it's different, but they still did it. It was very tastefully done. It was really nice. I think they had a great time. Everyone there had a great time. So I thought it was, it was done well. And I think uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I wasn't there, but just from following along, they did like a TV ceremony or reception. And then they did like a real one, right? So there was like a part that was not on camera. Yeah, the outside fake reception. And then we went into the ballroom and it was like decorated to the nines. It was gorgeous. And it was, it felt 
felt like a real reception, like the sit down dinner, the band, like all of it. So it was great. That's good. So they probably did some sort of like, we'll do it your way, but give us the other part, which like, honestly, get your coin, Gary and Teresa, like good for you. Like, honestly, they owe you for kind of bringing this franchise back to life because the Golden Bachelor kind of changed the game. And I think that's what's trickling into Joey's ratings being up in addition to Joey. Like, I don't know where we would be if that show didn't succeed as much as it did this past fall. I mean, to be honest, I can't believe this show is still on the air. I know. I don't know how long I've been talking about it. 15 years later, I'm still sitting here talking about this show. <laughs> I know. I know. It's It's pretty ridiculous. But it is like... There's something about the formula that I kind of beg them to switch it up. But then I don't, I feel like it, you always want what you can't have. Like if they changed it too much, I think I we'd mean, be asking. Be if they switched it. Yeah, I do too. I think they should switch up something yeah. like Paradise or like the spinoffs. Like they can have a little more fun with those. They're kind of losing to their competitors at this point with your Netflix and your like Love Island. I think they could go a little more with those. But I think if they change too much of the of the classic show, like I guess they know what they're doing, right? Like they're they last week was a KFC ad. So they're getting money. Yeah. <laughs> so crazy. Someone was saying at the ba- or their golden wedding, I don't know if it was Jade or Desiree, they were like, I want them to do a spinoff with all the married couples doing like mm. competition like bachelor pad style like doing competitions against each other or like winter games uh, that was so fun that hot yeah, second of winter like games that. i mean Jason and i went on that we would lose without a doubt but i mean we would still you do participate. it though What's that? would you do it you would you do it um it depends <laughs> it depends on like how much time it would take like i don't like you know poor riley i'm not gonna stick her with some babysitter for a month so we can go gallivant on a tv show but right. if it was like a week-long thing maybe I don't Which know. Which is kind of all you need. I feel like they could milk a couple episodes if you guys did a couple competitions a day yeah. and just caught up with everyone. Because those, even those like greatest seasons ever things they did, like it, it's pretty fun. Like there is something about The Bachelor and culture that like people will tune in. And it's always weird that they never did like full spinoffs with, I know they tried with like Ben and Lauren at one point, but right. there's such a loyal following And there was that era where people really did like care for like a long time about whether these couples stayed together. And instead they kind of let their talent like go elsewhere and go do other stuff. But at the same time, it's like, I don't want, you know, all of you guys go through enough. Like, do we need everyone on a show where they're going to like produce drama and make everyone like fight with each other? Like, probably not. I mean, you know, honestly, the show has been on so long. We're getting to the point where Ty could go on the show. Like he's 19. It's crazy. He was three when we were on the show. Now he's an adult. I'm like, oh my gosh, this show is still on. You could technically go on it soon. (laughs) Oh my God. What is Ty's like relationship with The Bachelor doesn't make any sense because that's like way too strong of a way to put it. But like, what does he at all, does he have any thoughts or feelings about this program that he was dad when you guys were on? Just last year when he was a senior in high school, him and all of his friends came to our house every night and binge watched our season. And it was the most painful, embarrassing, like two weeks of my life. Like I would, it was so embarrassing. I'd hide upstairs and I'd hear them all go like, oh, and I'm like, oh my God, what did they just watch? What did they just see? They're like, what if they end up not liking me on the show and they like someone else more? (laughs) Okay. That would never happen. I feel like. So awful, but they loved it. They loved it. They were all like, this is so fun to watch and and whatever. I'm glad that's past us. Like they've all watched it and we can move on. I mean, it really is a time capsule. Like that is so funny. When they were like, call Melissa. We want to ask her some questions. (laughs) Totally. 
Oh, oh my God. God. Wow. That is really funny. What about um, Riley? What does she know? How old is she? She's 11. Um, okay. She knows that we were on the show, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, she filmed this, some stuff when she was younger. Like we would do yeah. we would do recaps of like, where are you now? So she's filmed things before. Um, she's never seen an episode of the show. So I don't think she really knows how it works or mm-hmm. like the formula of it. She does know that um, Jason did not originally choose me and he chose Melissa. And it's funny, this came up the other day because she was talking about the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. And oh. so I was like, oh, well, you know how daddy didn't pick me and he chose someone else? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, that girl was a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. And she's like, oh my God, that's so cool. That's amazing. <laughs> That no. is very funny. She's going to be on TikTok and get start getting served like clips from your season or I like know. clips of the Dallas I Cowboy know. show. <laughs> it's better to have an open, honest dialogue about it. You know what I mean? You can laugh at it. Totally. She'll watch it at some point in her life. It's fine. It's whatever. And I know she's, I saw on Instagram, she's a big Swifty. So was she very excited okay. about the Chiefs winning the they, Super Bowl? I mean, her room is Taylor Swift themed. I mean, it's Taylor Swift 24. Her birthday party is going to be Taylor Swift themed. It's bananas. That's magic. Did you guys go to the Aeros tour? We did. Jason was really sweet. We didn't have tickets because like, obviously, like no one could get tickets. And the day yeah. of he surprised us with tickets. And it was so fun. I'm so glad I got to take her. It was, it was oh. more fun watching Riley than watching Taylor Swift. No, I'm sure. Oh, I mean, it was the best best three hours a girl can have at any age. <laughs> I feel the same way. So it was amazing. Um, well, to wrap this up, <laughs> the, the rose ceremony. Um, we see Leia who in the first episode was the one who burned the letter, seemingly like, you know, this very mature 23-year-old who did not want to get involved in drama by burning this opportunity to steal a one-on-one, now all of a sudden take over for Sydney and kind of come for Medina for being nice and just kind of insert herself. I was shocked that whatever producer got to Leia and said, it's your turn to take this on. I thought she was one of the good ones. I know. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my gosh, have we been fooled? Is the real villain Leia? Like, yeah, that was so unnecessary to bring, like, who cares if someone's being nice to someone else and to bring that? I'm like, oh my gosh, have we been played by her this whole time? I mean, it was brilliant. The first episode when she burned the card, like she had mm-hmm. to do that, you know? So that was the, her best move. And then we all loved her. And then now, I mean, <laughs> the minute I saw there was two episodes this week, I was like, oh my God, I cannot yeah. do this two nights in a row. But then after seeing how it ended, I'm like, dang it, I totally have to watch. I was shocked that they gave us the conclusion of the two on one on this episode in the best way. Like I there was like, there's no way I was like, Oh, this sucks. Like we're not gonna have anything to talk about. Like I don't want to whatever. And then I was like, Oh, like we're they actually packaged this pretty decently. I didn't see this coming. And I just I kind of feel bad for Medina and all of this because she was the one who like, they kind of came for her comment about her own insecurity. She wasn't attacking another girl. She was talking about herself. And they like, didn't like what she said. And then it turned into he said, she said, and now here she was just trying to be like, all right, like I like Sydney, but she's gone. So let's make the most of this Maria. Like, how you doing? Like, it's not like she was offering to be her best friend, but was just trying to have peace in this, in this house. And now she's getting attacked for it. I'm like, this girl has really gotten the short end of the stick. 
I know it, it all makes no sense to me. And I, and I like some of these girls that are stirring up all of the drama. I'm like, have you not seen the show? Do you not realize like the minute you want to confront someone about it, it's going to be exploded into like this huge thing. And you're going to end up, maybe that they, that's what they want. Cause they want a whole episode about them, but true. It's, it is funny. I thought about it too. Back when we were on the show, there was no sort of like spinoff. There was nowhere to go afterwards. Mm-hmm. These girls now are like, are they all auditioning? for paradise is that what they're doing you know I think I think that's been the trend the last couple years but what's interesting is now even the people who go on paradise like not even them don't even get the following anymore necessarily like there was a kind of a lull like a couple years ago it was very clear that's what everyone was doing and it kind of made sense because like it was a guaranteed following and career after this but now they're not even necessarily translating over to Instagram followers this could be the season where it changes because I saw Daisy jumped really high for the first time, like has is in like the 200,000 followers or something, which hasn't happened for a contestant in a really long time. And Joey is like at like almost at he's at like 350,000 or something, which the last leads like didn't even crack like 300 by their finale. Like it's kind of coming back. It's been very weird. Yeah, there was a huge lull where they were like, it went crazy where your Caitlin Bristow's and even like someone like Becca Tilly who didn't win would get like a million followers. And then it kind of went, it went even higher and then it went low and then it went really low. Like last couple seasons, like the leads were not even getting close to a million, half a million, the men, like not even half a million. And now they're kind of inching back up. So I think it shows the show is working again, but it's, it's interesting for these women who are kind of doing their paradise audition where it's like, I don't know if it's worth it at this point because this is the big platform and this, the spinoff shows aren't as big anymore. So it's like, you're kind of right. just setting yourself up. I don't even know if they're doing Paradise again. I'm sure they will, but like, you don't know. Right, right. It's fascinating. Yeah, it is. It's this show, I swear. <laughs> it, 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 endless things to talk about. What is your at, at all final prediction? Are you think Daisy's going to get this final rose? Do you have anything else that you would throw out there? I think it's, I think it's, Daisy. I mean, she is a clear front runner. Um, she's adored by everyone who watches her. She's getting an amazing edit. Um, you know, I, I'd be shocked if it's not her, but then again, you know, we'll see relationships form over the weeks as they come. So I may change my tune in three weeks, but as yeah. of right now, if it's not her, she's the next bachelorette without a doubt. Yeah. And that would be amazing for so many reasons. Like she's, yes. I, 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 Ooh, it's hard to decide whether you want to root for someone to be the bachelorette or to win. I know. I know. You don't want them to win. Right. Oh my God. It's so good. Um, well, before I let you go, you said you're coming up on 14 years of marriage. 14 years married. Yep. End of wow. February. Crazy. Okay. This is a, this is a broad, broad question, but your biggest lesson you've learned in your 14 years married. I feel like they always ask the advice that you would give bachelor couples, but Instead of that, just overall, like, what is the biggest thing you've learned about yourself Um, or each other or life in 14 years of marriage? For Jason and myself, like, we're two very, very different people. Um, If you know us, our personalities are different. We do life different. So we're a good, I mean, that causes arguments, obviously, but we're, we balance each other really well. Jason, like I'm really like tense and type A and he's super mellow and chill. So we kind of like level each other out. Um, but as far as like just how we handle life, I think it's communication. It's so cliche, but communication mm-hmm. and compromise is like the most important thing in a relationship. You know, like you're never always going to get your way. You're not always going to be right. And being able to admit that 
is, you know, the key. That's how you're not going to have like fights on fights on fights. Oh, I love it. Well, I've loved following you guys on Instagram. I love when Jason is giving donuts to Riley. Donuts I Riley. love watching. The, yeah. I love the fact that Ty's in college and we're like, it's just, it's so cool as someone who's been watching the show forever. But then again, as I said, rewatched it a couple years ago. I was like, wow, like this is, I thank God for Instagram so we can keep, keep going. Oh I gosh. love it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking time to join me. I'm glad you're watching this season. If you keep tuning in, maybe you can come back and yeah. talk to me again. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Molly. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you.